Hello and welcome. This is Lisa LaRose and I'm joined by the beautiful Amanda Fregon here today on Connect to Love on the Vibrant Living Network on PRNFM. And today we're going to speak about some things that are near and dear to my heart. You know, we we make different connections and I was blessed to meet Amanda through Glenn Brooks, the founder of the Vibrant Living Network. And he met her through, I think it was a divine synchronicity. And, you know, we all have different gifts. And, and the gift that, one of the gifts that Glenn left me with was my relationship with Amanda. You know, she has tuned me into a young man named Chris Witecki, who is each week delivers lots of wisdom from the astral plane and from other things. And so today we're going to delve into one of the things that really touched both Amanda and our my heart, um, and it's awakening to your deeper soul connection. So welcome, Amanda. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for bringing me on. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, the one of the things that I find so fascinating, and and, I, and that's just one of the gifts. I mean, you've, you've taught me about no-dig gardens, and we delve into all sorts of uh, really deep, fun conversations that <laughs> take us down different paths, and before we know it, an hour has gone by. But, um, you know, one of the things that I, I think that is so interesting is both of us, are really feeling a change on this planet. Uh, you know, not that it's not an an easy change. We're going sort of through a transition. And uh, for those of you who believe in it, you know, we have an opportunity to rewrite our karmic story and, um, you know, travel more onto uh, the path of what it is that we came here to do. We're sort of waking up to our own soul stories, which I find so, so fascinating. And, uh, you know, I know, Amanda, that you're equally as excited. Did, did, you know, when you were a child, did you sort of feel that you had uh, a special soul story waiting inside of you to unfold? Um, I think that as a kid, I had different kind of um, ambitions on, like, what I wanted to be, I guess, when you grew up. And, like, some of them, like, one of them I wanted to be a vet at one point, and then I wanted to um, be a volcanologist, um, which is weird because I ended up getting a degree in geology, which was never planned. It just was another one of those weird, you know, follow your intuition, like just take a course and fell in love with it and switched majors right away. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. There's certain choices in my life that brought me back to these moments that I can recall in childhood. But I don't know that I, like, I always felt kind of like, what is the point of all of this, you know? And (laughs) it just seemed like there had to be something more than what we were really doing. It just seemed like this going to school and then getting, you know, going to college and getting a job. Just It's like, really? That's like, that's it? That's, That's really what we're here for? It just seemed like there had to be something more. So I think I already had kind of a inkling in my, like, heart that, there was something more for me here than just like the mundane path that everyone follows. But I certainly followed that same path for a really long time. And it wasn't until maybe I think it was like eight years ago that I started down a path of 
awakening, you know, where I started to really learn about the truth and learn about even meditation and different forms of spirituality that I really um, was never into. I, I, you know, brought, was brought up in going to church, but then later on in life, I didn't really believe that there was a higher power. And I was brought back to that during my awakening, which led me, you know, years and years later to diving into this um, stuff with astrology and finding Chris Waitecki's work and it really opening my eyes to the higher planetary, like, moment that we're going through and not feeling so alone on this awakening journey because I think that when you do go off the beaded path, you kind of find yourself where you you don't really – feel like you connect to the same people that you used to or the same places Mm -hmm. that you used to go or the work that you were doing. You just feel like there's something pulling you somewhere different. And it's sometimes really scary to go that way. But when you do, you find out that you're so much more fulfilled and that you really did have a purpose and it was something completely different than what you really set out usually beginning your life with. Uh, you're absolutely 100% right. You know, when you were sharing your story about, you know, when you were younger and the things that you were doing, and I, I think there's so many points in our lives that we don't even realize they're so pivotal in what it does, where we where we end up as we grow up, you know, through through life. And for me, when I was in high school, I was so shy, and uh, I used to listen to the morning announcements and, and you know, with students who read the morning announcements, you know, please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and the morning announcements, and I thought, geez, I really want to do that. And they had, I had an opportunity to join the broadcasting club, which is doing the morning announcements. And so, you know, I, I there was just a small group of individuals that, uh, did them in the morning and for me because I was so shy it was just like terrifying <laughs> I, yeah. you know I made myself do that and you know I, I did it for four years of high school I ended up because I you know the other girls were older than me they were all you know juniors and seniors I became the president of the broadcasting club uh, my oh wow junior year of high school but it was you know just reading reading the morning announcements but um, you know, it, for me, it was uh, stepping out of my comfort zone. And, right. you know, people would hear my voice in the morning. And, and then, you know, I ended up, when I was in college, you know, taking a speech class and the thought of getting up and speaking, doing public speaking and things <laughs> yeah. like that. And the the teacher that I had didn't believe in learning public speaking from a book. He's like, don't buy the book. He said, you cannot learn public speaking from a book. And what was so funny about that particular teacher that uh, before the class began, you know, we were waiting, 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 and there was, you know, all sorts of students. You're sitting there and you're talking to everybody and we're thinking, where is the teacher? You know, he hasn't shown up. Well, here, he was sitting, hanging out with everybody, getting to know everyone without announcing himself as a professor. And, you know, you, you know, so it was sort of a, a, a quite a different approach. And you think about how those different things shape your lives. And for me, when you introduced me to, to the work of Chris Waitaki, it really did, you know, transform and, you know, sort of shape 
shaped my life anyway. So I'm very, very grateful to you for that. And and one of the things, you know, each week he comes out with different messages. And this particular was about a few weeks ago that he uh, started talking about what his beliefs are about consciousness and waking up to the patterns and, and sort of cycling through our awareness. And Amanda and I thought it would be sort of a fun journey for us to share with you some of our insights on on what his how he sort of has mapped out this architecture to um, incarnation and consciousness and and really how we bring things through and so um, we really we invite you to this it should be a lot of fun and and uh, sort of to share our insights so one of the the first steps which is actually step zero is you know what are the boundaries and. For me, I think this has always been a difficult step, our boundaries. How about you, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, I think boundaries are hard for all of us um, because we're always taught to be, like, polite and share and, you know, you, like, don't be the mean one or whatever. So, like, or, like, even being told to, like, hug um your relatives or whatever when you're a kid at like holidays and you don't want to like and you're forced to like those are boundaries and like we learn early on where we can step on them and where we can't and a lot of us end up not having strong boundaries with others because we Mm -hmm. were never taught how to have them as children so it's a really you know a strong message I think that he uses to show us that the first step to really self-awareness and to loving yourself and becoming strong in who you are so that you can, you know, connect to your higher power and have the strength and the will to listen to your intuition. It comes from having boundaries with yourself Mm -hmm. and especially with others. So um, I know that's something that I was never... I never had boundaries and even, you know, it's definitely something that I still struggle with to this day. Um, But I think it's gotten better once you, you realize what you can tolerate and what you can't and what you don't want to tolerate anymore from people and Mm -hmm. even just from yourself, because it first comes from being like, I have this stuff that I, like I bring to the table that isn't always the best in relationships. So what it like, where can I really set up a boundary for myself so that I don't do that anymore? And then also making sure that you don't let other people do that to you because that's what it comes down to is we, however we treat ourselves is really how we end up getting treated in the world because we're attracting that energy towards ourselves. No, I I couldn't agree more a hundred percent, you know, for, and that was boundaries are, I think are really hard because, you know, you want to be kind, you want to be thoughtful, you want to be all of these things, you want to be liked, right? right. You want to yeah, be accepted. Exactly. And it's it's a hard thing, you know, when you realize that it's not being selfish, it's being selfful, to be mm-hmm. able to separate and to say, no, you know what, this doesn't work for me. I need you to uh, do something different, even, you know, whether it be with a relationship or a friend or, you know, communicating. And and, and I think that um, if anything, that for <laughs> so many of us, 
uh, you know, when people come into, you know, your personal space, it, it's okay to say no. Uh, I think right. that's a hard, a hard word for a lot of us. You know, I, you know, and I'm, I'm tired this evening. I really need to rest rather than, oh, come on, you know, let's go out. You could rally, you know, really right. knowing yeah. and honoring your, your truth, right? Yeah, and I mean, the boundary goes for the other person too, like not to nag someone that, says that to you that it's okay mm-hmm. for them to just want to rest and you know that's something we're always we're, we live in this fast-paced society where it's always go 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 and we have instant gratification and this you know everything in the palm of our hands essentially and so we feel like we have to always be hustling and going 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 because that's kind of what we're always seeing you know but rest is important to being healthy and to being able to make good decisions and, and for abundance because you can't, if you're not open to receiving and like the giving your body and your, you know, consciousness, even like a rest and a time to, you know, slow down and take in your surroundings and learn from the moment and be able to really enjoy where you are right now like you're not going to be able to bring in the future that you want because you're too caught up and busy, 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 and you're not even able to receive what there is around you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, 100%, 100%, absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about receiving, and uh, that brings us into, you know, his next step, which is love. You know, where your heart comes in, what you, you know, how much do you care? How much do you love yourself? I mean, self-love is a another very difficult step. Uh, you Absolutely. know, two of the most important steps, boundaries and self-love. You know, you, unless you have self-love, it's very difficult to be able to give and truly share love with somebody else. Right, and, um, yeah. Yeah. So, with, like with your children, you have uh, these beautiful children. Do you uh, teach them about boundaries? Do you teach them about how to tune into their heart and to really focus on what it is that they love? Yeah, I I do cultivate that with them um, and try to, and not like with just physical, like physicality, like telling them, oh, you're beautiful, you know. Like, because I don't want them to be superficial and think that their worth comes from some outward appearance. And I try to, like, when they show you a picture, like, I try to be like, oh, and if they're like, oh, do you look what I made? And it's like, oh, what do you like the most about it? And, like, try to get them to compliment themselves on the things that they accomplish so that they can learn how to give that to themselves. Like, it's okay to to toot your own horn, you know, it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back when you do something awesome. It's, you can, it's not being selfish to, to like love who you are and be happy with who you are and brag about yourself if it's not over conceited, you know, and, and be happy with who you are with the good stuff. And even when the stuff that's not so good and is harder, because I, one of my daughters is really, She's very strong-willed, and she, like, just never wants to pick up her toys. So um, <laughs> it's it's just, like, one of the things she doesn't like to do, you know. But it's a good lesson in life that there's always something 
you might not enjoy doing, but like the gratification you get from your clean room and then you can find the toys that you want the next time, you know, that you go back to them um, can really make a difference in just being organized too. But yeah, there's always, it's, you know, my, my oldest is 13, my youngest is two. So there's definitely a big dynamic of where they're at emotionally and what they can really grasp. But um, I do like have meditation in their life too, which, and they actually like listen because I am part of the subscription to Chris Vitecki's um, like show, Serious Joy. And he has, he has pep talks every day and they listen to them with me. And there's always breath work and, um, some chanting at the end and, and they he does like a telepathy game that they really enjoy so they're getting their little oh, like yeah they're getting their little mindfulness practice every day which has been really great yeah I, it's, and it's so fun like that they're so intrigued by it like it's it's kind of amazing like people are like oh I could never get my kids to sit down and it's like well if they you know start to like listen to this and enjoy it then it just calms them and it becomes part of like a daily practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really, it's amazing that you're teaching them to find value in themselves rather than looking outside. I mean, so many times, I think that's why people end up feeling empty with stuff. You know, they have a house right. full of stuff and mm-hmm. because they're trying to feel you know, to really fill that void with inside right. of them. And you can't, you know, you, you, you can't teach somebody self-love. So to be able to work on that and really to praise yourself for doing a good job or, you know, if you, um, uh, Sarah, I can't remember her last, her last name, it just flew out of my head, but the woman who invented Spanx, she said, you know, at her dinner time, her father would ask her and her brother, you know, what did you fail at today? And he would, um, you know, and they would talk about what they had not succeeded in. And he would always applaud them and say, well, you know, at least you tried. You know, look at not just the successes, but at what you failed at. And so when she had this idea uh, for Spanx, she said, you know, she didn't even tell anybody for a year. You know, she, <laughs> because she didn't want somebody to say to her, you know, that's a stupid idea. Why would you even think anybody would want that? Um, you right. know, she and she, you know, failed at a lot of different things, but she turned those failures into a billion-dollar business that's expanded, yeah. and you know, she motivates other women and you know encourages them uh, to really follow their dreams. And I think that that's a big part of what's missing. I mean, it's great, you know, to be praised for the good things you do, but if you don't succeed, you know, not to feel bad and beat yourself up. Know that you can begin again and, you know, you try a different way and you a different approach and, you know, you sort of change what it is that, that you do. You change your, you know, so if if the way that you express love is not received by somebody the way that we would expect it, you know, you maybe that's not the right fit. That's not the right person. Maybe there's another group of friends or whatnot that um, will resonate with you and and really support you. And 
uh, help you help you grow so that you can feel the love that you you deserve and and I really like what he says about the heart because that's really you you tune into that field of the heart that's where our truth is I always tell people right. you drop into your heart and you breathe and uh, when we were doing the series with Dr Shaley you know that's what I always appreciated about the exercises that we did with the autogenic training because you yeah. really I think it was just a taking a moment to really connect to the heart and I always felt the love from him when when we were done I I know you did too yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean so, with if we're not connected to our heart we can't even access like our higher levels of consciousness so it's you know with the the chakra system and each each one of those areas coexists with a different level of consciousness and the three lower chakras like we really get developed or not developed you know um during childhood and I think like a lot of most you know a lot of us from childhood we don't really get strong foundations or we don't feel safe or you know we have a bad encounter with people and we we never really reach that point of self-love and we don't really ever go to our heart we're just always in our thoughts and our mm-hmm. thoughts are not always true and they're not always positive especially if you're not used to thinking positive or not used to talking to yourself in a positive way so it's you know our our heart center and really opening that up and in healing parts of yourself so that you can open that up is so important and I feel like that's mm-hmm. really what we're moving into right now is more people are realizing that you know there needs to be more love on the planet there needs to be more connection mm-hmm. and more community and less individuality like not like of being unique but of just like people thinking it's all about them and me and getting to the top and not caring about what you hurt or who you know to get there right right and and then that brings us to you know chris's next step which is feeling so you know yes you have the connection to the heart but then you say what what does that feel like what how does that love feel to you and and I think that's so important in relationships because I think that's where a lot of communication gets lost because when it, a lot of it has to do with how we grew up as as, as children you know what is your your mother uh, you know a smother mother where she didn't let you express yourself <laughs> and then so that you know you had for you to feel love you, you felt like you know she would reward you with uh you know candy or whatever maybe that's what love feels like to you you know chocolate right. or whatever or you know perhaps it was a reward through a toy you know for me my my mother was always very hands-on so for me feeling love was when she spent time with me you know making cookies doing an art project um you know, we we didn't. You know, it wasn't really like we didn't go out shopping. That wasn't you know our big thing. It was the time yeah. that we spent together being creative. Um, you know, my mother taught me every 
Mother's Day, uh, we would spend, she'd come over and, you know, I'd want to take her out. And she's like, let's garden. You know, let's go out in the garden. Oh, that's and, so cool. And so that was, we would plant, you know, we'd pull out weeds. I mean, and it was just, it was always a very special time, um, you know. Mm. So, and, and I think that there needs to be no apology for how we feel loved. You know, if it doesn't right. match up vibrationally, and sometimes that, those are hard conversations to have in a relationship. That's not what yeah. love feels like to me. You know, right. And, uh, you know, some people like to to have the TV on at night, <laughs> have a TV in their bedroom. I like to have a a book to read and relax and fall asleep to, and um, you know, that's my self love. Um, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, what do you, what do you do to encourage for yourself? You know, to reconnect to to your own feelings of uh, of love, to feeling feeling that. Yeah. So I um, unfortunately like grew up in kind of a I don't know. It was a like you know there was a, my parents were they did the best they could, but you know they had their own sufferings that they brought into um, my upbringing. And so I grew up in kind of a, it wasn't a very affectionate family. So like I'm as an adult learning how to be affectionate, you know, and be in show love more because so like my house was just so kind of dysfunctional, I guess, that it's like mm-hmm. I had no, I didn't have any self-love for myself. I was very self-conscious and very, um, yeah, just hard on myself, like, internally, you know, and wouldn't never really compliment myself, like, even if I did something good. So I, that's, like, a a part of me that I've been really healing. So I've been, you know, I take time, like, I, I've learned that I'm um, a projector with the human design, which means that I don't generate, um, a frequency quite like everyone else does and I can like lose my energy really easily. So I do need to rest. And like, I always thought like napping or or resting was like, so taboo, you know, like, Oh, you can't, you're lazy. Like if you're not doing, doing, doing something all the time. And so giving myself permission to just slow down and sit down and read a chapter for my book that I want to, you know, instead of being like, oh, well, this and this and this needs to get done still. And it's like, well, no, I can put that off for the moment and give myself a moment to, like, enjoy something and not just feel like I have to be doing something all the time because it's in my own head that I, like, push myself that way. And so, you know, I've added, like, even, like, salt baths to you know, sometimes with some essential oils and I'll put like binaural beats on and light a candle and um, just little things or even, you know, like let myself have a piece of chocolate that I don't share with my children. Like it's okay, you know, to do that for myself and not feel guilty about it. So it always comes down to just, you have to like ask your heart how you feel and stop going to your head all the time because your mind isn't always going to give you the right, the truth. It's because it's programmable. Um, but your heart mm-hmm. is, is the real deal. And like, it's not going to lie, but like your thoughts and your mind is programmable. So it's so easy to fall into those old patterns from, you know, the past. And, and it's too easy to let your mind take over and, and wander to the places that you really don't need it to go. 
so I've found that, you know, just slowing down is my kind of, like, self-care and my, like, self-love that I've given to myself. Yeah. I, I always have believed that what's right always feels good, you know. And, right. And so when, you know, one of the things I, and I think it's so valuable for so many of our listeners because not everybody had a, a stellar childhood. You know, we have right. different wounds. You know, there's different, maybe it was a teacher that, uh, really damaged you and really hurt yeah. you know hurt your feelings or whomever it was you know but you don't have to become a victim of that story there are right. techniques like Amanda has shared you know that you can utilize you know whether it be a teacher or there's a meditation or some type of support that can help you reconnect to the truth of who you are and I think that's what really Chris is saying you know on this whole map to to consciousness about you know we're we're all these um, have these amazing gifts and are an integral part of uh, this you know oneness connection there's not one of us that's not any more important than another person and how do you reconnect to that how do you you know, find those points to to not become a victim of your story. And you you didn't. Yeah. You overcame all all of the challenges. No, it's not to say that certain things sometimes don't resurface. Oh, you yeah. have a tender heart, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and and even I think that's what I really love about Chris is you know he, you know even though he's a sensei, <laughs> he right. describes you know, and he he's he's saying like, look, you know. I don't I don't have this all figured out and it's okay mm-hmm. not to. Now, I don't know where who programmed that in us that we have to think that you know, right. from all of a sudden you turn 18 and you got to have this all figured out. Yeah. Kick you, know, you out and you're on your own. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and stuff comes up and you know you reconfigure and you know you don't beat yourself up. Maybe certain things work, maybe they don't. Um, but I think that yeah. you know it's it it all begins to to shape us in into what we are, and so you know that he talks about you know how, what your heart feels, and then that's yeah. what leads us to our beliefs. And and I really right. love what he has to say about beliefs because he says, you know, that it's a program in consciousness. You know, it's Absolutely. where your your heart is really coming from. And it's a perspective about, you know, what your heart wants to feel. I mean, and I just I just absolutely love that because, you know, we have these beliefs and there's so many of them that uh, become ingrained in us. And, and yeah. that's really what our reality is. I mean, I, I you know, I, I always laugh because there was a, a story about this woman who you know, every holiday she would cut the end off of this ham and put it in the pot and, you know, and whatever the pan was. And finally somebody said to her, well, why do you cut that off? And, you know, shouldn't you just cook the whole thing? She said, I don't know. My mother always did it like that. And so she said, well, why don't you ask her mom? So she finally she asked her mom and she's like, well, mom, you know, why do we, why do you cut this off? And she's like, well, because I didn't have a pan big enough. So the only way that it would oh end is by cutting it off. But I, I thought <laughs> that story always 
stuck with me because, you know, why do you do something? Well, I did it because that was the way that we did it. And why did you do it? Never questioning, well, why was it done like that, right? Yeah, that's a conversation I've been having with my oldest daughter a lot lately because so she's homeschooled and um, she kind of gets a hard time from her father because I'm not married to him. Um, we broke up a long time ago, but in, in he like tries to talk her into certain things cause it's the way that he did it or it's the way that we did it growing up. And with so many things, it's like, well, why did we do it that way? And did it make us better people? Like, let's, let's question that for a minute because if you look around us right now, the world, things are pretty crazy. And so mm-hmm. we've been doing the same things in society year after year after year, generation after generation, and it's really not working anymore. And so where do we draw the line and start making those boundaries right and changing the way we think and the beliefs that we hold and the way we do things? Because it's not working for humanity, for the planet, for any of us anymore. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's where it comes down to is, you have to question things because the way it always was done doesn't mean that it needs to keep going that way. Like you might have a better way of doing it. And just because it's not the way it's always been done doesn't mean it's less valid. And it might Mm -hmm. actually be something that could change the course of everything. So it's a shame that so many of us are so pigeonholed and scared to step out of that comfort zone and step out of our shells and trust our heart and our intuition because we're afraid of, you know, being different than society, essentially. And mm-hmm. the way that things are going, you can just, it's chaotic because we're we're just making the wrong choices and we're having these beliefs that we're so stuck with, even if they're obsolete or if they're, you know, dangerous even. Um, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Cause, but the thing that is... Um, also amazing is that every belief can be changed you know it is a program Mm -hmm. that can be reprogrammed and that's what Chris also brings up is that we can reprogram and retrain ourselves to hold different beliefs that are more loving and are more caring and that are coming from a higher perspective and a higher level of consciousness than what we may have been operating at. Oh, I, I 100% agree. You know, you, you know, and he says, you know, when you change your belief, you change everything. And you know, Wayne Dyer uh, talks about that. And um, Dr. Joe Dispenza wrote a book mm-hmm. called Change Your Brain, Change Your. I think it's Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. I could be wrong about that exact title. Right. But it, you know, it. You know, you, we have this ability with this neuroplasticity that we can actually rewire. As we change our thoughts, we can actually rewire yeah. what's going on in our body, whether it be mm-hmm. a healing crisis, you know, where somebody has uh, an a imbalance or they have cancer or a physical ailment. I mean, you know, sometimes you know, I, you, to su- succumb to <laughs> fatigue, right. I think, oh, okay, no, you know, and I'm changing that belief that I need uh, eight hours of sleep and I just get up and I go and I continue doing what I'm doing until it, it's done. Um, right. I think that you know you absolutely can can change the outcome, and that's what free will is all about. 
Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, Yeah, and, you know, when uh, this is going (laughs) to, there's a saying about, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid, right? And then where did that come from? And it it came from a group of individuals that, you know, took uh, heart and confidence in in a gentleman who really believed that he had all the right answers and they were to follow him into the promised land by drinking this Kool-Aid that was laced with cyanide, I think is what it was. And, you know, they all lost their lives. I don't know what the outcome was for them on the other side. Um, But, you know, on this earth plane, their, their time was over. So, you know, I think it always echoes in my mind, you know, what is it that we're being fed, you know, is is mm-hmm. what people seeing on TV. Um, I don't watch television, so I don't really know a lot of the things that people are being fed, but it's almost as though exactly. they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. right. And all the advertisements and stuff, and they always have subliminal messages in them that you don't even realize your subconscious is picking up on. So just because mm-hmm. you weren't consciously aware, like you didn't see it, you didn't think you saw it, but your subconscious picks up on everything. So mm-hmm. just because you don't think that something might be affecting your beliefs, which affects your feelings and emotions and affects like if you're coming from your heart or a loving place, all of those things, what you see, what you listen to, what you eat, what you feed yourself, you know, it affects everything. And it's a, definitely a trickle-down effect and I mean we can see that in society and that's what even I mean it's you're easily manipulated with propaganda and with any any kind of um media like that that is just ingraining certain beliefs in into you and if you're not the one thinking those thoughts they're not really yours right now do you have a, a technique for so for sort of a subconscious cleansing for, from the subliminal? Is there something so that you do? I don't watch TV at all, and so that's one way to not be programmed. And I'm really mm-hmm. careful about what kind of music I listen to and what kind of any media that I watch. I try to make sure that it's – if it's not going to, like – uplift me or teach me something new I really don't want it in my consciousness like it might sound kind of ludicrous to people but like if if I want to you know make sure that I'm choosing my own path and not being influenced by the propaganda that most people the mass majority of people are really getting then I don't listen to it and even if I'm listening to music and like advertisements come on I literally turn them down so I don't even hear them because I don't want those jingles in my head like I don't want (laughs) to hear the things they're selling like I don't I don't want to have anything to do with it because I just it's I know that it's somewhere some along the line it's programming my subconscious and I don't want that there it's like you really have to make a big choice to change your life if you if you want to you know not be Mm -hmm. influenced by the outside and sometimes it's making sacrifices that your family might think you're crazy for doing you know or it just your friends might not understand but you in your heart and in your being, you know, are the right choices for you. So that's just the path that you choose. And it right. might not be the path for everyone. And that's okay because we're all on this journey 
you know, on our own to go back to whatever we believe in is next for us. And it's, it all comes down to that basically that it doesn't really matter what other people are doing or saying to you. It comes down to what you really believe and feel is good and right. And as long as you're like not hurting anyone else or hurting yourself, then the path that you're choosing is usually the right one you know like you'll you'll feel it and I feel like when you're out of alignment and you end up with these illnesses or ailments it's because you're just not living your truth and you're not you know your your emotions or your feelings are off in some way you're you're having Mm -hmm. imbalance or you're not taking care of your you're not doing that self-love and that self-care which can really impact you if you're you know, not giving back to yourself and you're always giving out to the world. It's an energy exchange and you have to make sure that your battery is filled up too. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I, I always think about, you know, go, again, going back to Wayne Dyer, he used to always say, I want to feel good. You know, somebody would come at him with something that was the opposite of positive. He would just say, you know, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to feel God. Right. You know, whatever that God connection universe that is to you, you know, whatever that is, you know, you just, you change it. And uh, a lot of, I I can do that. It's just like turning off a light switch with me. I, I just, you know, so it's very easy to go into, a, you know, an opposite of positive view. You, you know, uh, Esther Hicks used to always say when she did the Abraham, you know, you she went to go in a, in a car uh, where she was getting her car fixed and people were talking about, one negative thing after another and you know until they were all sort of jumping on the bandwagon until she changed it you know she changed the focus of the conversation but it's very easy to get caught up in that and i think that's what you know the people that uh tune into the news you know you're hearing it it's a script and that's why people get you know programmed so you know yeah i think that's a you know a really you know, it's a powerful topic. And so you can say, okay, you know what, I have that ability. You know, the mystical schools knew it. You know, there was a lot of, we're very, very powerful beings, you know, where we can actually, you know, change our beliefs. So, you know, drop into the heart, you know, check in, set your boundaries around yourself, you know, check into the heart. What do you feel? And then really forge your own belief, not what somebody tells you, but really forge that belief. And then, you know, right. he, he talks about other things uh, beyond that, and I think it's going to be, and we're probably going to have to do a, a couple other shows, you know, about the rest of the, the steps of it. But I think that's really, you know, the, the core, because he says everything, you know, is based on belief from there on out, right. everything. Yeah. You know, what, what you act on, what you manifest, what you become, what you accept, you know, all of those things really, um, you know, you know, is where it stems from. And, uh, and, you know, I think that you know, that's really, you know, how, how we change the world. We had you know, the, the equinox, you have that opportunity, you have full moons, you have all sorts mm-hmm. of esoteric things or as simple as what Amanda does where she draws herself a bath and she takes that time away from all of the things around her to really clear her mind. And uh, I think that's really 
important for each one of us to do, whether it's, you know, putting your hands in the dirt in the garden and some of the other things. For me, it's, you know, putting my dogs on their leash and going out for a walk in the park. I don't have my phone, you know, not listening to anything. I'm just being present and, you know, feeling that connection with them, watching them explore, and and that nurtures that nurtures me. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's always always an an adventure, you know, and and I would encourage each one of you uh to to look to see what what nurtures you and what really nurtures your soul. So, Amanda, what are you going to do to nurture your soul this week? So, well, I'm with the spring coming and, you know, I'm getting excited for gardening cuz that's like a passion of mine. So, I'm I started planting some more seeds today, and I'm going to keep keep at it. I'm really itching to get outside, you know, and the winters are long. So, um, yeah, I just, and, you know, try to be as present with my life as I can be and not get caught up in, you know, schedule sometimes and just busyness and really just enjoy each day and mm-hmm. moment and just where I am right now. That's beautiful, you know, and I and I think it's such an amazing metaphor because planting seeds, you can plant seeds of positivity and love, and wherever you go, you know, you see the world as your garden, and mm-hmm. what it is in your you mind really is too. Mm-hmm. Because you know the seeds you plant in your own mind really do become your beliefs, and it's what grows and whatever you put in that energy and the thoughts into is what you're going to end up growing. Those are your seeds. And you want to make sure that you're planting things that are going to bring you abundance and joy and love. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And you know, for any of our audience members that would like to turn into uh, Chris Vitecki, his, uh you can look up Serious Joy, S-I-R-I-U-S, Joy, not as in serious, <laughs> but as in the in the uh, uh, constellation uh, serious. Uh, that it's it's really quite wonderful. It's something that I do to nurture my soul each Sunday. I, it's just something, and it was a and it was a gift from Amanda. You know, she planted that seed, and and we can all do that because you never know what conversations will grow from it or what it will spark or inspire uh, somebody to do or how it can really change somebody's life. I have, you know, I think uh, one of the things that um, Chris says is sharing is caring. And, you know, Amanda shared it with me and then I have since shared it with so many different people. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, you really need to listen to this or this. Sometimes I feel like the messages are just for me. It's exactly what I need. Do you feel like that, Amanda? Yeah, absolutely. It's literally changed my life. Like, it's just, you know, it's like the friend you never had, like, always, like, pumping you up and, like, telling you, you know, things might be hard, but, like, you're going to get through it. And he always says to, like, love yourself and love yourself some more. And that's really what it comes down to is, even through the yeah. challenges, just to that they're temporary and like that, just to love yourself and give yourself whatever you need to just move through it, and it's gonna you're, you'll come out on the right side of it. That's just a, such a, a beautiful message, and you know we we're 
so grateful for each and every one of you that join us each week on Connect to Love. And we're going to be putting out some more, lots of uh, different types of content in the future, but we're going to be connecting uh, with different individuals and their skills and their talents and sharing them through various methods. So, you know, we really hope that you join us on this exploration. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but I think that that was one of Chris's thing when he started 16 years ago. He never probably imagined that it would grow and that he could touch the lives of of somebody. So, you know, I really encourage each one of you to to plant the seeds of love and allow your own uh, garden to grow. And, uh, yeah, I just um, i am so grateful that, Amanda, you could join me and um, the, the wisdom that you share, it's invaluable. And would you like to leave our audience with a, a message? Um, just to everyone to, you know, just look for joy in every every moment, especially right now. Like, don't focus on the negative stuff that's all over the place. Just find the good. And if you can't find the good, then be the good. Because that's really what it comes down to is, is what we put out there is what we're going to get back. And we are all co-creators in this sea of consciousness and so if we want a better tomorrow it starts with today and it starts with each one of us and we can all make the choice to be our highest and greatest versions and live a life of joy and love and you know make this world a better place so i hope everyone has a good rest of their week and i'm glad to be on the show again today and thank you lisa for having me yeah, no, it's so it's such a delight, and uh, you know we are powerful creators. I'm so glad that you said that, Amanda. And so, uh, you know, in the immortal words of Glenn Brooks, your life is precious. Enjoy it, and really love yourself and know how powerful you are. And uh, look forward to connecting uh, here on PRM FM on the Vibrant Living Network. Uh, and connect to love with you very soon. Abundant blessings to you all. 